Ugh. You, you know what? You know what? Do do me a favor. Uh, Harry Potter, your kids. Just put them under the steps. Only give them food. And then have another little fat kid that can rub it in their face. Hello, and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast. Brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! Hey! It's yeah. I think unplugging the microphone fixes it too. So we should have. We, we may have a double pronged approach. Yes. Double pronged. Pronged. Trying to think of a good joke to make about that, but I can't. Um. Nope. Don't mind me. I'm just opening my beer. Yeah. Obviously, don't use your teeth. Oh my gosh, my kid I'm not the other day using Majorn's hammer. Nice, I like that. You said, what? The Hammer of Thor? What'd you call it? Majorn? That's what I call it. All right. Mjolnir? Whatever it is. It's, all, it's fine. It's the Mexican hammer. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, look. You may talk about your people. If you're getting into the Scandinavian crap, that's my people. Pal, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's not wearing the shirt because he likes the way it looks. <laughs> I just thought you were a real fan of a cross on its side. Oh, oh, oh my mean gosh. That, that, mean, does that mean that Catholicism is in trouble? Is that like when you See, I, put the flag? What, what oh, that's when it's upside down. What I love is, is all the, uh, the the mass creativity of the Scandinavian countries. You got like six countries that all have the same flag. All they did was change the colors of <laughs> the background and everything. <laughs> yes, and the upside down cross, Nick, either means something ba- is bad or that you're St. Peter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. The, the, <laughs> there oh, are like I get two it. people who think that's really funny. Oh, I find it hilarious. <laughs> anyway, look, I find a, I found, I just found a song the other day from a guy called Tim Hawkins called, do you think they'll have a home Depot in heaven? Found it <laughs> hilarious. And it's about how Jesus was a carpenter. So his mansion and that he built him in heaven is probably pretty cool. And if he needs propane, he can probably call Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's in hell. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Not not according to Dante. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's just he's just getting noshed on by one of the three heads of Satan along with Brutus and Cassius, so <laughs> Yeah. This is what happens when you invite an English major on. It's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah, the uh Oh man, I can't think of who. We just lost a lot of listeners. We might have. There was somebody who, and if I had one device here that I could look it up, but essentially that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, a whole our whole discussion about remorse, but whatever. We, we don't have to get into it here. <laughs> it, what? What do you guys want to talk about on this podcast? <laughs> Apparently, Judas. I know, Bill. 
I, I don't know, Bill. Bill, I'm going to I'm going to feel really bad if we don't talk about remorse. I have okay. a real suggestion. You want to tell me? See what I right there? <laughs> yeah. I'm sending it. I'm sending it to you guys. Uh oh. <laughs> I've been really into uh, UFOs and okay, stuff like that. Then we can, we can talk about UFOs, but we do have to talk about. I promised Jeremy we would talk about how he oh, yes. have, how he doesn't have time to die. Yes. Yes. I don't, ever. Yes. So we'll get there. Okay. Okay. No, you talk talk today. Yeah, let's talk about that. You want to talk about no time to die? Yeah. The next Bond twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bond, Bond twenty five, which is probably going to be the last Bond movie, not the last 007 movie, but the last Bond movie. You think so? Oh, I'm almost positive. Okay. Spanned. They, speak. So they, there's there's already been articles floating around that actually um, the actress who plays uh, Carol Danvers's friend in Captain Marvel that's yeah. your next 007. Because isn't she? Because she's 007 in this new movie, allegedly. Well, I don't know if she is. Oh, like, crap! I have the to beginning. put an internet spoiler I, on here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not a spoiler because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. That's what the internet spoilers is for. <laughs> well, we don't know what we're talking about what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a spoiler alert for the audience that we don't know what we're talking about. So All right, fair enough. We'll leave it. But who's listening to the podcast knows this already. So yeah. 12 people are really going <laughs> to. But no, the, 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 the sp- not spoiler, but I guess the internet theory at the moment is that so James Bond is not currently 007 in this new movie. That someone else, someone else has taken over the mantra of 007 and that it could be Carol Danvers' friend, uh, Monica Rambo, right? John Rambo's daughter? Yeah, John Rambo's daughter. Gotcha. Right. Um, they wouldn't just make more movies with her, though, would they? You think they would? I don't know. Jane Bond? I'd watch it. I don't know, but I do think there's um, there's significance in the fact that this is the 25th James Bond movie. I think if you're going to decide to retire the character, this is it's a milestone. So why not do it now? Sure. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to all of them when they come out, and I'm I'm a little sad because Daniel Craig is supplanted Sean Connery is my favorite bond because oh. I think that his movies are better written. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think he matches the original character better than Sean Connery did. Not that there's anything wrong with Connery, but I don't know. And, and this is Daniel Craig's last movie. I mean, he's getting close to 50 years old. You're you're, you're knocking on the door of Roger Moore territory where it's like, you know, he's got a, he's got a pause in filming to go have his prune juice or something. So, <laughs> It becomes unbelievable for him to pick up a twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and and I could go with I could see that. Um, I don't know that he'd be my favorite though. Yeah. Oh yeah, my he, gosh! It was. I need um, a second. I, he he had me with uh, with Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace was not that great, but then when they came back with Skyfall, I'm like, yep, I'm I'm good. That's see, it, that did it for me. I'm assuming you've read the books. Um, I've read a couple of the shorts. Uh, yeah, the, I've read a couple, but it was a long okay. time ago. Okay. 
So I read, I've read them, um, them all. Um, and for me, see, I, I prefer, and I know this is an unpopular opinion. I prefer George Lazenby to everyone else. Okay. And I think I prefer him because he's almost exactly the character from the books. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, Bond in the books was not a, he wasn't a bruiser. You know what I mean? He was a spot. He was a lot like Pierce Brosnan, which is, mm-hmm. I think he might be my second favorite because you know, he was just a spy. He wasn't like big, tough. And while I will agree, the um, Daniel Craig movies are decent. They have certainly grown on me and he has grown on me as a Bond. Um, would you really, say you formed a bond with him? Well, I see. I really enjoyed Spectre a lot, um, mm-hmm. but he's just not. He's tougher. He's he's just not the character he, from the books. I'll I'll give you that. But the the element that he has from the books that the others don't is the the dark side of the character. It's true. Because with Connery, it's all just the super cool, never breaking a sweat, funny cli- uh, funny quips for everything, right? You know, but, and I think Lazenby probably would have, I mean, if he'd done more movies than just the one, would have been better recognized. But the problem is you're following Sean Connery. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, nobody can follow that. You know what I mean? I I mean, it was to the point where he followed Sean Connery and then after his one movie, Connery came back to do another one. So, (laughs) but... Right, I mean, and, and nobody's going to win there. And at least, it, hey, can we all agree? At least it's not Timothy Dalton. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm can. actually I'm very excited that Jeffrey Wright is coming back in this oh, in Bond twenty five as Felix. Felix. Yeah. Yeah, I like him as Felix a lot. Hmm. Um, I just like Jeffrey Wright almost anyway because he's going to be the watcher in. The uh, the what if show the Marvel what if show Jeffrey Wright's going to be the Watcher going to be a Watu. Hmm. I like him in Westworld. Mm-hmm. I like him as Felix. What's not to like? Apparently nothing. Yeah. All right, so let's see. George Lazenby's Bill's favorite Bond. Yep. Nick, who's your favorite Bond? I think Sean Connery, just because I watched the movie so much. Like, those were, like, the movies that I would watch as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be, like, like when I think of James Bond, I think I think of Sean Connery. I don't see. The Bond movies are interesting because I, I like watching them so much, and I'm such a huge fan. When I was growing up, my dad watched them all the time. Yeah. And I used to, like, I think that was the one thing where it was right around the time where I couldn't like anything that my dad liked because mm-hmm. it was like I had to like my own stuff. So I had this big anti-Bond thing. And I feel like that was the point at which I started to fully shift over to like the dad mode mm-hmm. is that I, I knew it had turned like I knew I was starting to get older when I started watching these movies. and was like, yeah, no, these are actually really good. Yep. I, I, I was just um, I was just watching uh, From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love. Uh, what was it this weekend while we were camping? I mean, I put my son to bed and we watched me and my dad. Yeah, we sat outside and watched From Russia with Love. I mean, they're infinitely rewatchable, which is awesome. And they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember when the Pierce Brosnan movies came out, 
I remember seeing those in theaters. Oh, Goldeneye. Yep. Pier- Pierce Brosnan's first Bond movie spawned the, one of the greatest video Dude, games of, of all, all time. time. Oh, See, do you remember and, playing that? Uh, just days oh, on yeah. end. And I mean, I would argue that with what, I, however not great the rest of his movies were, I think Pierce Brosnan gets a pass for making Goldeneye. Oh, yeah, Goldeneye was so. a great movie. Like that, everything for him was downhill after that yep. movie. But Goldeneye was, I mean, Sean Bean is 006. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I wonder how much of that movie I truly enjoy if it wasn't like me. Like the fact that I didn't flunk out of college my freshman year for the amount of time spent <laughs> playing four-player four player man with the golden gun. Oh. Like, do you, like... There's like there are a lot of video games where I've played like sports video games that I play with other people and I'm like I can hold my own but there you know I'll go up and play Madden with people who play it all the time and just get the tar beat out of me up one side and down the other. That is the one game of my life that nobody could touch me. I had Mm -hmm. it to the point where all those levels that you would go play the split screen four player, Mm -hmm. I had all like I would play entire rounds of that and never look at my own screen. Because I had the entire levels memorized, so what I would do is I would kill somebody, and then you'd wait for them to respawn. And as soon as they respawned, there was this brief little like two or three second period where they you could see them, but they couldn't do anything to you. And mm-hmm. I'd be waiting for them when their respawn was complete, pop them with one shot, and move on to the next person. Like I'd come out of those three minute rounds with sixty kills. Yep, it was the first, <laughs> the first iteration of spawn camping. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no kidding, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah. I'm very excited because this this finally happened that my neighbor, uh, my next door neighbor who is 28 or 29, um, Damn, after hearing about after hearing yeah. about this for ages, he he, I, I I complained to him so much that he by the time he went to his parents' house and did it, he filmed he, there and there was no commentary to it. He just took a video of him collecting his old N64 in games and putting it in his trunk. And there was no, there was no words. There was no anything. It was just proof that he was finally going to get it and bring it back. I'm like, he, and he has, he has Goldeneye and he has both Zelda games. And I'm like, do you understand that once I go in your basement and that thing is hooked up, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming out. Yeah. Not at all. (laughs) I'm going to live here now. No. Like then, by the, by the time I come out, like I won't be able to leave because the sunlight will burn holes in my retinas <laughs> from being in there so long. Like, and what I want to do more than anything is to go pop in Goldeneye, then immediately call Papa John's, order a pizza, and lie to them and tell them that I have a two for one coupon, which is exactly what we did every <laughs> Friday night down in Champagne Urbana. <laughs> And just relive the old days. That's right. Go oh, get a go get a case of uh, key, a thirty pack of Keystone Light and sign me up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or the Natty Light. Get the Beast. Oh, or PBR. No, Beast is old Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Or Milwaukee's is that too? Sorry. Yeah, Milwaukee's best. But no, I mean that that's um, those that's a that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I feel, and I feel like every every Bond has a legitimate, like a legitimate, very good movie. <laughs> Even Timothy Dalton, like The Living Daylights was not, mm-hmm. a, License to Kill was terrible. The Living Daylights was not a bad movie. You know, Golden, Brosnan's got Goldeneye, 
Connery's got, well, I mean, you can pick, pick your pick. I'll, I'm going to put Goldfinger above any of the other ones that he did. Um, Roger Moore's got um, Live and Let Die. Yeah, Live and Let Die is a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, but you I mean, kind of take. Just as long as Moonraker is not on that list. Oh, God. That, that movie doesn't hold up real well. That movie was put together because of the success of Star Wars. Yep. And they tried to, that was just the Bond producers trying to cash in on the whole space thing and failing miserably. <laughs> they tried, though. Yeah, see, and I think the, so, the, where Daniel Craig really won me over was, yeah. was it Spectre that had that opening scene in Mexico City? Mm-hmm. Might have been my favorite Bond scene ever. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That one long shot. I mean, because it was no cuts. Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, it was just the whole. It was just. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous scene. Loved it. I loved it so much. Well, that's what you get when Sam Raimi's do. Or no, Sam, not Sam Raimi. Sam Mendes. Uh, Mendes. Yeah. 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 I loved it. I thought. This is just, I remember watching it and actually like, cause I didn't see it in the theater. So I stopped it, went back and watched it again because I was just like, I got to see that again. I, I can't, I can't move forward right now. Yeah. I, I still remember when they made the announcements of that, that it came out and I found out that Christoph Waltz was going to be Blofeld. Yep. And it's like, that's a character they haven't touched in those movies because you had a couple of really great, I mean, Donald Pleasance was, that's mm-hmm. in um, crap. Why is the name of it escaping me? Oh, um, Donald Pleasance. Twice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. And they even, I even like the way that they put all that together because you got like Donald Pleasance in that movie has got the big scar over his eye, mm-hmm. and Waltz doesn't have that. And then you get you get to the very end scene of that movie, and he's hurt in that accident, and you can see he's bleeding. Like, yeah. his forehead's bleeding down his eye. I'm like, see, these, these are the little things that make it worthwhile. That's exactly right. Like, yeah, I'm stoked. I, you know, kudos to them for coming up with a title that is, you know, granted, it's no it's no octopusy, but, No, you know. but I thought, uh, No Time to Die? That's a, you yeah. know, that, that that's, a, that's a Bond title. It, it is, and it works on a couple different fronts. Hmm? You know, both ways you think about it, it's like, you know, Bond has no time to die, or this is no time to die. It works either way. Hey, I'm too busy. I got no time to die. Yeah. Or, hey, look, this is no time to die. It's like, it works either way. It's great. I love it. I'm interested to see how they're go- what, what they're going to do with the villain, too, because Rami Malek's the villain, mm-hmm. which is good cast. The, Daniel Craig, is, with the exception of Quantum of Solace, Daniel Craig has been the beneficiary of some amazing casting for his... Yeah. I mean, you had Mads Mikkelsen in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. You have um, uh, Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Yep. You've got uh, Christoph Waltz in Spectre. Now you got Rami Malek in like that. That's Those are good actors. Yeah. Do you think he'll be uh, an Egyptian pharaoh? Come back to life with an amulet. Like this isn't in Stargate, Bill. No, 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 like in Night at the Museum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't think that's how it's going to? Thank be? you very much. That, 
You know, that's what I was waiting for this whole conversation. <laughs> How do we pivot from James Bond to Night at the Museum? It's a, we just have a way about us around here. <laughs> Let me tell you about the best Teddy Roosevelt impression that I've ever heard. <laughs> gum, so, gum, dum, actually, dum. So, so speaking of that, Bill's a baseball fan. Bill is. I, uh, so I had a, a friend of mine who I used to work with who lives down in the Dallas area. And she posted some pictures on Facebook of her and her, because her, her her son's in college. I think he plays, I don't know what, what school he goes to, but he plays college baseball. But there's like pictures of her and her husband at a minor league baseball game. And you look at the selfie and I, I like I see her husband's wearing this baseball cap. And I was like, what hat is that? So she sends me the name of the stuff. So there's a team in Frisco, Texas. And, and it's a, uh, I think it's a, either the single or double A affiliate of the Rangers, the Rough Riders, the, Frisco, the Rough Riders, yeah. and their alternate uniform is like this caricature of Teddy Roosevelt in his Spanish American War uniform. I want that hat <laughs> very badly. There are, let me tell you, there are some minor league hats out there that I need in my life. Oh, uh, my, minor league teams are the best when it comes to branding. You've got the Hartford Yard Goats. That's a great hat. It's a goat eating a baseball. Uh, there's obviously the uh, Huntsville, Alabama, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. That's awesome. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Um, That's so. Up in Traverse like City that. here, we have the Traverse City Pit Spitters mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. spitting mm-hmm. cherry pits. Yep. Uh, man, there was another super great one. There's a there's one that has a s'more. It's like it's it's its mascot is a s'more. But even even some of the ones that don't have to be over the top funny, like we've got a a frontier league baseball team that's close to us where we live, and we go to, we take the kids to the games all the time because it's like for forty bucks you can go take the kids to a baseball game. They get to run the bases. There's fireworks. Like it's the you know it's super cheap night out. But it, I mean they're just called the Schomburg Boomers and their mascots like this prairie chicken thing. But even that, it's it's not anything a caricature or whatever. But it's just cool mm-hmm. branding. Like it's there's the, the Chicago Dogs. The Chicago Dogs is good too. Mm-hmm. We go to the Chicago Wolves hockey games all the time, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I was always a fan of them. You remember the? Uh, was it the like the? The Minnesota Moose, I think, was one of the best hockey, uh, like minor league hockey jerseys that you could get. Yeah, they were, uh, um, they were an Avalanche farm club, weren't they? I think so. I think they were affiliated with the Colorado Avalanche. Boo. <laughs> Sorry. It's I'm fine. contractually obligated living here to, how did to we, boo how the did Colorado Avalanche. Boo? Yeah. So we got from James Bond to minor league sports teams. If, um, we got there via uh, via Robin Williams's standout performance as Teddy Roosevelt in Night at the Museum. Yes, yeah. where he was trying to bone uh, Sacagawea. Sacagawea or Pocahontas. I can't remember which Sacagawea. one. <laughs> oh, Nick! Did they make a joke like that? Did they say they don't call her Sacagawea for nothing? Did they? I don't no. think they did. No, no, Damn I'm it. pretty sure that's a family movie. I don't, I don't. Maybe that was in the director's cut. It could have been right over their head. The kids wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I um turning the conversation back to James Bond movies. I also mm-hmm. feel like the Daniel Craig James Bond movies have had great theme songs. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Chris Cornell Chris is Cor- my favorite. I said Chris Cornell is the one that immediately comes to mind. But even like the Cheryl Crow one wasn't bad. I I could do without the second one was the Jack, Jack White, White Elite. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I could have done without that. And then there was the awful one by the guy that sings like with these like he's got marbles in his mouth. Um Sam Smith. Oh, Sam uh, yeah. Sam Smith. That was that the was last correct. But the one before that was Adele doing Skyfall, which yep. she got a Oscar for. Did Nick, you know the Sam Smith one where he sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth? Yes. Okay. It's awful. I hate it. Doesn't he always sound like he has marbles? I don't know. I, it's the only song I've ever heard him sing. He sounds horrible and he needs to stop singing. Like as a profession, he should stop. I think that he did. Oh, good. So he finally learned that he sucks as a singer and that nobody liked him anyway. Let's see. Yeah, he somehow got wind. Bill, I lied to you. Sam Smith just came up with the song. Came out with the song on July eighteenth. Uh, Five people have downloaded it. August second, actually. August second, he came out with it. Five people downloaded it so far. Uh, He's made thirty-seven cents. It's called "How Do You Sleep," the official video. On a pillow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with my hand tucked under my head. I usually usually on my side, you know, yeah. side sleeper sometimes, mm-hmm. but sure. I feel like that's good. That that's a good that's a dialogue generating question, not just a song. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> the real message of the song. It's actually it's sponsored by Mattress Firm. Uh, <laughs> so. Please let that be true. Please let it be true. <laughs> Are you playing this, Nick, or not? I'm trying to. All right, you're too late. This is horrible. Says this flat. So wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is called "How Do You Sleep." Did I hear him just say "dialing up your numbers"? Does he have a sleep number bed? I, he he must. must. That's how he sleeps. This is just—it's stupid. It, it, I just heard a song the other day called uh, from Reliant K called uh, "Mood Rings," and it's about how we should get all the uh, crazy girls mood rings so that we can tell what kind of mood they're in. And I was like, "Sign me up for that." Here's so, some of the reviews on iTunes. Uh, this made me so- fall in love with him all over again. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this guy says his voice is so whiny, I can't stand it. Uh, I agree. Uh, with for for Scrafter uh someone else says their great review is it's not bad. Uh, wow. Trash song. That's another one. Mm. Uh, this lady. What are they, what- go ahead. What do they say about damning with faint praise? Like, (laughs) it doesn't suck. Uh, All right. His voice is silky like caramel that you don't understand what caramel is. Um, Amazing and meaningful song. Can't wait. Annoying. His voice is outstanding. Whiny. You flip from chest to head with precision and back to low chest and back to high head. Let's see you do that. Oh, I can do that. All anthem on 39. But I don't have a voice that's annoying. There's someone else, five stars. You don't know what you're speaking about. Your right to write reviews is revoked, Alexi, with three eyes at the end. See, just called you out. Or Alex, nice. three. I don't know. Anyway, Sam Smith, he can, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> 
So here, and let's, uh, let, all right, so here, here's a fun exercise. Who do you want the next Bond Tom Hiddleston. Theme, the theme song for Bond oh. 25 to be? I thought we were picking the next Bond. No. Tom Hiddleston. I, Tom Hiddleston or Idris Elba. I don't care either one, but nobody else. Nobody other than them. What about Pemberbrook Muddlesnatch? Ah, yeah. Cucumber Crumple Snatch. I got it. <laughs> he has a name. No, um, no, Bumble Snatch is uh, Bumble Snatch is in the new Sam Mendes Steven Spielberg movie that comes out in December called 1917 on World War One. Oh, that's I, not Colin Firth is on the first trailer for that dropped. Yep, yep, yep. Did you yep, see yep, yep, the yep, trailer yep, yep. for? Um, oh, what's it called? Um, the Joker. Yes, we talked. The Current about War with. Um, Oh, with Cuc- uh, cucumber Bandlesnatch and Tom Holland in it too. Oh, isn't it? About, uh, and Nicholas Holt's in it too, right? Yeah, it's essentially Tesla, Edison, and Westinghouse going at it for power. It looks so amazing. <laughs> it is essentially just the movie about electricity getting started. Well, you do realize that this is how this is how we know that we're old, right? Like they're making a movie about Nikola Tesla, Thomas Edison, and George Westinghouse. Yeah, and we're like, oh my god, I have to see that so much. I know, but it looks so great. I know it does. I want and to see I, it too. I'm so hoping that Nikola Tesla finally gets some of that much needed publicity that he he doesn't ever get. The man, the man invented the AC greatest, current. He got, he got a car and one of the greatest '80s hair bands named after him. <laughs> it's true. Although there's that great meme, you know what they call a stolen Tesla, right? When it gets the, when they do a police report, hmm. Edison. If they call it an Edison, yeah. The man killed an elephant. <laughs> okay, you want to... I'm sorry. Anyway, I thought one. we were talking about who we wanted the best... Who we, we wanted were to the, the next Bond song. Just, yeah, we did. I, I we nominate Randy next. Travis. I don't think he's Rick making music Travis? anymore. Randy Travis is. He's, when he's not getting drunk and lying down in the middle of the road, Randy Travis is making music. Imagine. My children would say Florida Georgia line. Ugh. You, you know what? You know what? Do do me a favor. Uh, Harry Potter, your kids. Just put them under the steps. Only give them food, and then have another little fat kid that can rub it in their face. Lil Nas it, should do the next Bond just, theme song. Just, just, just until you know what, Kesha. <laughs> who's the guy? Who's the guy who does the WWE themes? I want that guy to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a real Britain. <laughs> Just announced the theme song for Bond Twenty Five, going for an oldie but a goodie, is Secret Agent Man. Oh. You know how the great theme song to Austin Powers. You know what? Here, you know what? Hear me out. Hear me out. Weird Al. <laughs> I still keep waiting for him to do the halftime show at the Super Bowl. That hasn't exactly. happened yet. Well, step one is the Bond song. <sighs> okay, uh, who really should do that? It's Bond all polka. Song. Just. <laughs> um, let's think here. So they got to know how to use horns, right? 
No Time to Die. It's Justin Timberlake. No, it should be somebody... I thought Chris Cornell did a great job. Uh, no Time to Die? How about this? Metallica. Metallica would be good. What about mm-hmm. uh, David Draymond from Disturbed? No. I don't need anybody going, ooh, ah, 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 on a James Doesn't, Bond song. Oh, have you not, never heard his version of the song of Silence? Yeah, I don't care. It's good. Don't care. That is a good version of that song. It is. Ooh, ah. Um, I wonder what Pantera's doing now. I think... Uh, Unfortunately, like half of them are dead. Sure, half, but the what about the other half? It's fine. They're fat. Never stopped the Beatles. Could George Harrison and Wings? They never haven't done a Bond song yet, have they? Yeah. I'm kidding. Paul McCartney oh, and Wings. Yeah. Paul McCartney, I got it. Paul McCartney yeah. and Wings. Yeah. And how many times have I watched that damn show and he still hasn't shown up? <laughs> On Wings? <laughs> Yeah, I said it's the way you haven't seen it. Just keep watching. No Paul McCartney. (laughs) I don't don't get it. (laughs) Jeremy, you got a suggestion for who should do the next Bond theme song? See, like, if it is going to be the end of an era, I want some, like, I want some legendary British thing. Like, I'm trying to record a podcast. I'm talking about, like, I want, like, Robert Plant. I thought you were going to say Rob Zombie. The Sex Pistols, I understand. Trent Reznor. No, I'm pretty sure they're all dead. <laughs> you know Trent Reznor got a songwriting Jenner. credit for Old Town Road. Did he? Yeah, apparently, one of his old one of his songs is sampled, so he gets a songwriting credit. God, it's his, it's his first. Audio it's his first number one so song. We were we we were at this uh, this like end of summer luau party on Friday for if you tell me that somebody put on Old Town Road oh, no, but no like the they hired like a, an 18 year old kid to do the DJ stuff so and there's a ton of so kids there Old so Town they play Road all this stuff repeat. but man somebody put on Old Town Road and every single human being at that party under the age of 12 stopped what they were doing and lost their mind yep Just, I, you know, I've never, I've never actually seen a, a crowd throw shoes at a DJ, but I would like <laughs> just to think that everyone took their shoe and just whipped it at whoever put that on. It is the they number one twi- song in the they, nation. They played it is it twice still? by popular demand. Oh, I bet probably in a row. I'd rather hey, listen to the two, safety dance. My two-year-old, my two-year-old was in the middle of the yard shaking his ass. No. Okay, how's he aware of the song? Because that comes down but, to his parents. No, it, it, it comes out of the two older brothers that constantly uh, play that shit on the Amazon Echo. <laughs> your wife is listening to Old Town Road. Well, you're These not listening. Listen. I come home kids and Billy Ray Cyrus is okay. With the cowboy hat and the big yep. like, neon streamer coat. Yep. <laughs> like the Macho Man? There <laughs> <laughs> was a great job. There was a great. I think it was an. I, I think it was an article on the Onion that was floating around about that song that said something about like Lil Nas X invents country music. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. You know, this is another song yet again that would benefit uh, from my my take on. It could be a decent song if the Swedish Chef sang it. Yeah, but you can say that about any song. Oh, yeah, because like Swedish Chef's freaking awesome and somebody should do it. 
Swedish song, Swedish chefs. <laughs> Swedish chef sings the Beatles. Learn <laughs> 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 Flandy. Uh, Go ahead. I don't know the lyrics to the song. I, I don't know the I don't know what the word is. I don't know the word. Keep going. <laughs> I can't even hear the words. Those aren't that doesn't have the words. That was just the instrumental version. I, in all honesty, I've never once actually sat down to listen to the song. I'll admit it. I'm it's old. A, it's bad. I, I I haven't. I'd rather listen to the White Claw song. <laughs> <laughs> then listen to that. Oh, white. <laughs> oh. oh. Because there is a white claw song. Is there? Oh, is there yeah. Really? Yeah. There ain't no laws when you're drinking a claw. No. Hang on. Hang on. I'll tell you what to search. And you can play it. I saw it. something about, I, I saw some. I didn't know there was a song. I saw a meme or something about, there ain't no laws when you're drinking a claw. Except for, you know, all of them. There are uh, laws. <laughs> we have a. Crappy alcoholic seltzer. We have a. Uh, uh, police department around here in Bath Township that tweets out funny stuff, and it's like contrary to popular belief, there is actually laws when you're drinking a claw. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me see. Uh, YouTube. Anytime you're ready. Not that. Let me see if this is the right one, so I can tell you exactly what to type in. And by the way, if either of you are interested, my computer is now 91% through its updates. Oh my gosh, seriously? Seriously. It's a, it's a good thing you have an alternative method yeah. to uh, yeah. record a podcast, huh? Yep. And my, Yeti, my blue Yeti mic is just sitting here plugged in and turned on. Mocking mock- you because it is totally worthless at the moment. All right, I want you to type in drinking claws, D-R-I-N-K-I-N, apostrophe. Uh, actually, actually, it's D-R-I-N-K-I-N, comma to the top. Uh, that's God's comma. And then claw. <laughs> <laughs> and then claw. And Mark then claws. Leach. Yes. At some point, I, 
I use that song as punishment for my kids. Yeah, you should. At some point in our economic system, someone was given money to write that. Yeah. And I couldn't get a record deal. (laughs) (laughs) And this podcast remains non-monotonized. I think think that's the most frustrating. That's where I was going with it. And the fourteen ninety nine to keep this podcast afloat continues to come out of my checking account every month. No, <laughs> 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 uh, this is our life. Shruggy. Nick, you want to talk about aliens? Wait, yeah, about aliens. We have anything else to talk about for James Bond? No, I want to watch a new James Bond movie when it comes out. That's it. I do, too. Same. Aliens. Aliens and flying saucers. Nessie in the New World Order. Area 51 in the Moon Land. Welcome to the Tin Hat Society. Put on your hat. It helps block the government from reading your thoughts. Uh, Dosakis. Stay yeah. thirsty, my friend. Yes. Um, Is that a 40 that you're drinking? Hey, at least you yes. got the good kind. You got the amber, not the regular kind. It's also I a giant the, one. It's I about the size the of a wine bottle. No, it's normal size. <laughs> oh, it just looks gigantic. Uh, it, just looks, it, just, it just looks it right next to the camera. <laughs> it's got small hands. <laughs> Carney's small hands. Yeah, please. So please, like please, tell us, please tell us about aliens because I have a guy that I work with who I can market this podcast to, who's apparently a legitimate like tinfoil hat wearing alien conspiracy theorist. So. <gasps> Fantastic! I've got two conspiracies for him. All right. Hold on, hold on. I got a sounder for this. Okay, there it goes. So, uh. I've been really into aliens this last couple of days. As you guys have seen, I gave you a nice podcast uh, recommendation, which I really recommend uh, that you that you listen to if you haven't listened to it yet. It's all about this guy who's just been requisitioning the government through the Freedom of Information Act for just information on UFOs, um, different documents like like since like the early '90s uh, or like the late '90s when the Freedom of Information Act you know first came out. Whenever that was, I, I'm. I suck at times. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing that's the also, only thing you suck at, Nick. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a great podcast, right? So I've been really into UFOs. What's it I found this Did you say what it was called? Theory. Um, or was not I just not listening? Conspiracy theory. I think we've talked about this show before. Uh, Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Have you guys ever? I have not to listened to that. So Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell is is a. Um, it's it it come it used to Art Bell's passed away now, but the show's still on the air, I believe. But it's it's this late night radio talk show that 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 basically you get all like my favorite thing to talk to tell people about when I tell them about Coast to Coast AM is is I use this as an example. One time I listened to a Coast to Coast AM, and it's like a call in like radio show, you know. Mm-hmm. And this guy calls in and he goes, 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm really sorry about the weather the last few days. I've uh, I've been really depressed, and uh, that's that's why it's been so rainy out. Uh, so that kind of gives you guys people. that kind of gives you guys uh, an idea of what that show's like. I sent you guys a link to a phone call that that was actually on the Art Bell show um, that people are torn between it being real and fake. Um, that, you know, whether somebody messed with the guy and did it or not. Um, uh, and so I'm going to try and play it on my phone here. Uh, but this is an actual call from the um, show um, from a guy that claims to be a former employee of Area 51. Um, so I'm going to just try and play this here. happens at that point is the transmission goes down the actual um radio station actually loses power like they get they like get shut down um a couple minutes later they come back up uh using a backup generator a backup power to rebroadcast um and what actually happened um so that's the actual recording of what they have from the person calling in but they actually lost they they actually got dumped on the air like 15 seconds into the conversation. Um, and um, so, yeah, this guy is saying that he worked at Area 51 um, and that aliens are, are actually uh, t- 
dimensional, right? So they're so they're not uh, extraterrestrial. They're here, but from another dimension. Um, uh, and yeah, people think that that is a uh, that's a real call. They've yeah. yeah I, it's, I, it's, I have two. I have two issues with said call. Yes. Number one, if, if Area Fifty One is what it what everyone claims it to be. There aren't civilians working at Area 51. It's an ultra-top-secret military establishment. No one who works there is going to, in any kind of, under any level of stress, going to refer to it as the Area The 50. Area 51. Okay? Yeah. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is this. We have been infiltrated by extra-dimensional beings, no? Well, by all means, there are safe zones if we just get people out to the farm, the extra dimensional beings won't know where no, to find. No, 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 no. I, I think what he was talking about the safe zone because he talked about. No, I'm defending this guy. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Nick! No, he talked about how the government knew about disasters ahead of time, and there are safe zones that we could go to now that would protect us from these natural disasters later. So. Again, to be timely, oh. we could evacuate people from the Bahamas and move them somewhere, knowing that the Bahamas is going to get leveled by a hurricane. But the government doesn't want that. They want you to need them and to be reliant on them because then they can control us. I think that was the point he was making. It wasn't about getting away from the quote-unquote aliens. It was about keeping people safe and alive. Yep, well, you know what? I don't need to worry about it. I just got to wait for Rowdy Roddy Piper to get me my sunglasses, and I'll be able to see all these extra-dimensional <laughs> beings no matter what. Rowdy Roddy Piper is dead. He's a break it. Doesn't matter. He'll still get them. <laughs> That's why we don't do the Tin Hat Society anymore. <laughs> there's a... There's... <laughs> we should do the Tin Hat Society. We anymore. should. Um, We'd actually have a voice but, of I dissent, mean, I think, now. I think this is actually really... Um, Picked up steam since. Um, so how long ago was this phone call? Uh, this was. Oh, let me see. Allegedly. Alleged phone call. Um, oh gosh, when was this? This is probably. Uh, let me do some research. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that ahead of time? Yeah, fifty-one. I didn't get the date. No, I'm just wondering, is it was it? Recent was it? Five oh no, years this ago? was no, this was a while ago. Um, that nice microphone, Jeremy. This oh, is no. uh, 1997. Funny enough, okay. September 11th, 1997. Interesting. So this was 20 years Ooh. ago. This this guy made this phone call. <laughs> um, and so a pretty convincing phone call. I think people have really picked up uh, speed with the um, with the Netflix documentary um, uh, on Bob Lazar. Um, who was a major, um, he's a major player, I guess, influencer of, of, of the UFO culture, um, was one of the major, I guess you could call him a whistleblower of like the, Hey, area 51 has aliens this I've seen this, I've worked there. Um, and, and they, you know, have physical proof that he's worked there, that sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, so I think that that's, it's, been re that phone call has been rebrought to light because of that. And if you haven't watched the Bob Lazar area 51, um, Netflix documentary, it's very good. Um, you know, very interesting. The government denies him working there. 
he's basically been scrubbed off of like his credentials have been scrubbed from like his schools that he went to that sort of thing. Um, but he's like a chemical, you know, a chemical engineer. Um, and, um, and yeah, so, so, you know, that sort of stuff's really interesting. Um, there's also another one that I discovered for UFOs that, uh, is that. So Jeremy, I'm assuming you don't, you don't believe in this phone call staged for the staged for the radio. I don't think, I, I don't think of the stage for the radio. I think uh, somebody like like the like not that Art Bell was knowingly taking part of a hoax, um, but I think staged maybe for Art Bell's sake. I mean, the guy sounded like he was distressed. Concerned. Yeah, he sounded distressed. Yes, yes, but anyone who has any level of acting background whatsoever can do that convincingly. Okay. Also, again coast to coast AM on at like three in the morning, uh, you're going to get a lot of crazy. <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the crazy people that call our bell. Again, a guy once called and blamed the bad weather on his bad mood. I'm not making that up. It really happened. <laughs> We've all been there though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, there's also an apparent, uh, conspiracy, that the government has de- a deal with the uh, tall grays, uh, which is the tall gray aliens, basically yeah, what you think of when you think of things, um, uh, to be allowed to use the land around uh, Nellis Air Base as a, uh, dis- as it's described here, sort of a stopgap service station on their way through the solar system in exchange for technology. So we're mm-hmm. basically allowing them to stop here in exchange for technology. Uh, here's the funny part. Uh, the, what do we the have that they need? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the we, we basically, we basically can. We'll help them repair their ships, stuff like that. Basically, they just have like a stop point, and then we we also service their craft <laughs> using. Get this. <laughs> I almost can't read this without laughing. <laughs> We also service their crafts using uh, branded Lockheed parts. So Lockheed uh, makes space parts, space, yes. makes spaceship parts. Yes. So apparently we will use our Lockheed parts to service their ships uh, in exchange for what's their so, technology. What's so hard to believe about that? Well, well it's, nice, it's nice to know that the defense contractors are you know, diversifying their portfolios. Now I'm just trying to imagine... Um, I'm trying to imagine the flying saucer going through the solar system that's got the little logo on the back that says, you know, genuine Lockheed parts. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think about it. It would be in their best interest to have a stopping point somewhere where they they don't have like these are beings that are allegedly capable of interstellar, potentially interdimensional travel. What parts do we have that well, are going to said, match that level of technology? Okay, we, you just said they're not interdimensional. <laughs> but then why do they need to stop here to get because they can? Because it maybe takes a while to like make a, the trip. Maybe this is like a mid-fueling point for them. We're assuming that they're not going at the speed of light, right? I mean, that trip from Mars here takes how long? Months? I'm assuming they can go faster than we can, but... Still, you got to stop, you know, get gas, get your space, you know, your spaceship hits a meteor or something. You got to stretch your legs out. Have a lady. Sorry, I'll I'll hang on to my Fermi paradox. I'm good. 
if there are aliens out there, like, why? Where are they, and why all the cloak and dagger? Like, why are the aliens? Why are the aliens coming here in such a way where they're not revealing themselves to large swaths of the population? Even did you ever accident? see Star Trek: First Contact? Uh, some would say that aliens are actually already here, and that's what the Men in Black are. They couldn't. They couldn't reveal themselves to us until we could invent warp technology. Or perhaps the Prime Directive, like the like the uh, the harvesters from Independence Day, and they just don't care who sees them because they want to suck all the resources out of the planet and destroy it. Well, they would have done that already. Also, for the record, when the aliens took me up into the spaceship, they assaulted me sexually. Sexually, in the butt. Did you? Uh, so I, I'm why, actually on that's this. That's why Nick gets really nervous anytime you use the word probe around him. Yeah, I don't like. I can't even drive a brown probe. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on actually this this Reddit is where I found where I I, I found most of this stuff. I um, love it, Reddit. Yeah, Reddit's great. It's it's this Reddit and it's at and then ask Reddit and it's what what is the scariest conspiracy theory of true? And I'm just scrolling through it and I've been scrolling through it for a little bit. Did you know that there's a conspiracy theory <laughs> that there's a small town in mid-Michigan, it doesn't name which one, but oh, there's God. a small town in mid-Michigan that somehow consumes more power than Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> it's Frankenmuth. Where do you think they're getting the chickens? Yeah. Why is that a scary theory? I don't know. It takes a lot of electricity to keep the Bavarian uh, the Bavarian place running all the <laughs> That's time. exactly right. All those chicken fryers? Somebody said it's... It's actually my house, because I keep it at about 68. Somebody said it's Climax, Michigan, because people there love their electric toys. <laughs> uh, Climax is not in mid-Michigan. Oh, it's, it's Hemlock, Michigan. Hemlock. Yeah. It's uh, home of the Hemlock Semiconductor. Huh? That's why. Uh, Don't ask Socrates to go there, though. <laughs> points oh we haven't had a good point in a long time no that was good give Jeremy some points on that one yeah we should actually we should actually keep track of these oh this is a good one <laughs> starting with the next episode points are back yeah exactly if Chase had count. actually just did that there's no... <laughs> oh. like, what like I think Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there was actually oh. no shot. His head just did that. His head just exploded because it was November twenty second. Like, wow! Oh, that's why you always let your sneezes out. Don't hold them in. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is actually pretty funny. This is the farther you scroll down. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. <laughs> the agreement between hot dog manufacturers and bread makers to always sell their products in different quantities. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, okay, now, now you got my attention. Now he's on board. <laughs> We've touched a nerve. Doing your damn <laughs> hot dogs and eight buns. <laughs> That's funny. This is great. This is, this is funny. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, that time is a giant loop and we can actually build the pyramids in the future. That one's stupid. 
Mm. It's not that stupid. Yeah, no one we, believes that. That's ridiculous. Stargate, Stargate already told me who built the pyramids. <laughs> so I need to watch that movie again. It's been way too long. That's a good movie. Let's go to the top. Oh, this one's good. That Planet X is real and orbits like a comet, and so so it enters the solar system at in, infrequent interval, intervals and is home to intelligent life that's affected past human civilizations. That's interesting. Hmm. Let's see, what else we got? Hmm. The entire universe was created all at once last Thursday. Your memories before then also created last Thursday. Oh, jeez. That's okay. We're getting a little, like, Barack Obama traveled to Mars. It's a little meta right there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Nope, that's some weird shit. I'm just gonna find a random. I love it. He's on a Reddit thread about conspiracy theories, and that's the one he found that's some weird <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, and and there's a line that he won't cross. The line that I won't cross was one that said that <laughs> that space is silent because there's just something terrible out there that's that's snuffing out other <laughs> other galaxies, and it's coming our way. It doesn't make any damn sense. Space no. is silent. Sound doesn't travel travel in a vacuum. <laughs> but then, why does my vacuum make so much noise? <laughs> you turned it from the, to there. You go, Bill. Now you're now you're getting there. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Joke of the podcast. What? Joke of the podcast. That's yeah, that yeah. was the joke of the podcast. It's pretty bad if that's the joke of the podcast. Oh, I think that's the joke of the podcast. Well, why does my vacuum make so much noise? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you say it like that. Yeah, why exactly. Why vacuum makes so much noise? <laughs> the vacuum makes so much noise. <laughs> the only way that would be funnier is if you were like hickory dickory dock. My Aww. vacuum's really loud. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> nope. I'll come up. I'll get it. This one. Okay, this is the last one that I see, at least on this Reddit, that the government knows of and is covering up people disappearing under very mysterious circumstances, primarily in national parks. That's weird. And that tells me to look up this. And I don't, don't really look, it look it up. Don't, don't look it up, because if you look it up, then you'll be disappeared. Oh, well, it's too late. I clicked it. That's an interesting theory. Jeremy doesn't buy it, though. No, I'm trying to, like, extrapolate that out a little bit, and I don't... Why the national parks? Because they're owned by the government. And they're vast, vast swatches of land, right? So it's like the government is, like, hunting these people for sport. I don't know about that. Oh, man. So it's like the most dangerous game? Yeah. It's exactly like that, yeah. It's exactly like that, yes. Yeah, this is weird. It's not beyond the realm of possibility, though, is it? No. Hey, Dick Cheney shot a guy in the face. See, here's here's my thing about the whole, like, 
conspiracy theories about, you know, capital the capital government. If anybody's worked for any organization of any sort of reasonably large size, the bigger an organization gets, the more totally incompetent and unable to do anything it gets. Yet somehow the government's able to have these elaborate conspiracies that are decades or centuries long. Like, no, like organizations that size can't tie their own damn shoelaces without screwing something up or telling something about it. Nobody's no, no, no mythically powerful government organization is going to be able to accomplish that. Unless they're making us think that all these other, the people that have really stumbled onto the real stories are nut jobs or killing off the people who are trying to expose the other, the, the, the real story. Well, like the guy who called in to Art Bell, because obviously he's been terminated by the government. So, <laughs> yep. so what happened to that guy? Do we know? Nope. Don't know. We do not know. He lost the phone call. He lost the phone call. Never heard from him again. Could have been Bob Lazar. Who knows? I really do like recommend that Bob Lazar documentary. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. That's my UFO hunt. All right. Chunk. Okay. I guess on that note, we should probably close this baby up. Wrap Let's it up. close it up like a... Donkey Kong? Alien probe closes no. up your butt. Like a, like a hooker when you forgot your wallet. There's <laughs> somewhere or something. I don't think there is. Like your wallet? Oh, like your wallet when you don't have your credit card. That's a whole... No, that doesn't make no. any sense. Either. You know what? Shut it. <laughs> it's late. The man needs his rest. Yeah, there he is. He's speaking in tongues now. <laughs> he makes no sense. That never makes sense. No. Fine. No. Well, we should no. do this again sometime. Maybe not we in should. two months. We should. Yeah. We'll I think we can probably then. improve our frequency. Probably. We can't do much. Yeah, we've been saying that for a hundred and some odd episodes. hundred and thirteen. <laughs> yep. I don't know that we could do much worse, though, than we did this last time. We did, we did pretty good there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a long span. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> Denard span. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke there. It's the distance, but never mind. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a former outfielder for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> nice. Denard span. Yeah. Denard anyway. I get it. Oh, I get it. I understand. Yep, the old, yep, what's yep, the yep, difference yep. between a dick and an asshole? About that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yep. tune back yep. in next time for more things you can share with your grandmother. That's right. Or not. That's, I, I think you just discovered the new tagline of the Pillow Talk podcast. More things you can share with your grandma? Yep. Okay. I like it. I like it. We're going to trademark that son bitch. I, I got a like new audience for us. Yeah. Geriatric <laughs> foot cream and where to find it. <laughs> Aisle seven. Yep. Next to the baby powder. <laughs> because of chicken. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. That's, <laughs> I think that'll do it then. 
So Alrighty. Until Oopsie. next time, be careful out there. Yep. Remember, the wherever you there. go, whatever you do, always be a good sport. It's mm-hmm. my new going. I'm coming in hot. That's a <laughs> thing now, isn't it? To yeah. be a good sport, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's okay, I'll forget it next time. Don't worry. Okay. I'll have something. I'll have something else. Mm-hmm. Zippity zoppity, give me the boppity. <laughs> <sighs> what do you do with this? This is a constant joy. Just say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> but what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, well, well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The same song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.BandCamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk.